South Africans have been talking about little else for the last year or two other than the country's disastrous electricity situation. It's become obvious to many that Eskom and Transnet are the two state-owned companies most responsible for choking the country's economic growth. Load shedding is back and Eskom's energy availability factor from its power generation fleet has dropped from 75% a few years ago to around 55% today. It certainly looks bleak as we confront going into 2024, but could we be looking at a potentially different scenario? To explore this, we're joined by Peregrine Investment Analyst Nati Msimango to explore this further. Hi Nati, you recently did a rather interesting analysis around the energy crisis in South Africa in which you came to the conclusion that, and I'm quoting here, Power shortages will moderate significantly over the following 12 months, and the energy crisis as we know it will be a thing of the past within the next two years. That's a very bold claim, and a lot of South Africans might have trouble digesting that. Explain to our listeners how you come to this conclusion, looking at both the short-term and long-term measures that will result in ESCOM having increased electricity availability. Let me just put in a caveat and say, all the um, research that we've done in-house is basically from what ESCOM has told us, what we've seen from the data coming from NESRA. So, I mean, we can try and forecast and give our own opinions, but at the end of the day, the most important thing would be to keep our ears on the ground and read the data as and when it comes in and make um, certain decisions as to whether the statements and the deadlines that we've been promised are still valid. But yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I think the first is if we look at the reason for the heightened load shedding that we're having now is because of the Kusile and Midupi units that have taken offline. And I think that's the first short-term measure that um, will probably um, see us out of this crisis. So, I mean, we have, I think, 4,500 megawatts that we're expecting to come online by the end of December 2024 which is primarily coming from the three Kosile units and uh, the one Midupi um, unit, as well as having Quebec running at full capacity for both units. As you know, one of the units is currently off at Quebec. And I mean, like just those three power stations will give you close to five stages of um, load shedding. So if ESCOM delivers the, the units as they've promised, which... I mean, in, I told you that we're in the conference right now and we had the the MD of um, ESCOM Generation who was presenting and he kind of like reiterated the dates that we've gotten from the Minister of Electricity, which is two units are going to come back in October. This is like literally next month. And that's like almost two stages of load shedding, you know, and one unit in November and then the other new unit from Kusile, which is, Unit number five is going to come online in December this year. So, yeah, I mean, like, caveat is we have the date. We just need to watch and see if uh, those units do come back. You know, long term wise, we do have um, a lot of um, IPP partnerships that are happening. There's a lot of private production that's going up from the companies that we know, mining companies, real estate businesses are putting up solar and renewable energy. So I think there is a path to um, see 
load shedding gone forever in the long term. But within the next two years, our view is that uh, we shouldn't have load shedding if these units that I've mentioned come back online on time. And there's also like things like car powership and the Mozambique agreement that has been signed recently. So, yeah, I mean, like that's more than enough to move us from stage six to stage one. In December 2020, government removed the cap on private electricity generation projects. Is there any evidence that this is helping to solve the energy crisis? What's the current Mm. status of privatization in energy generation? Yes. I mean, the evidence that we've seen so far has literally been from the registration numbers in terms of the private power producers that have applied for licenses um, with NESRA. And I think within literally the first half of this year, as soon as that cap was removed, we saw like three gigawatts of registrations are being pushed through, you know, and approved. So I think the one thing that we are having now, which is much better than the past two years, is more transparency. The Ministry of Electricity, the regulators are trying to keep the public up to date in terms of just showing the data, you know, that things are happening. It's going to take some time as people need to be put on on the ground in terms of the construction you know but the approvals are coming in you know like um literally everyone in the the private space have has gone out and said we're going to put down capex we will build our own private small plants to uh, service their own productions but the long-term idea here as i see it is that this is now the first domino to fall and allow uh, for escom to sort of open up the grid uh, for this new private market and um, going further on to um, allowing the um, energy trading market that um, they've been talking about. But yeah, I think there's definitely evidence. We've seen the numbers. We on the ground are speaking. So I personally cover real estate in our business. And literally every day I speak to these guys and they're putting up solar. You know, you go and speak to retailers like Foshini, you know, these guys are literally putting in batteries in stores. So I think there's definitely no doubt that uh, something is happening. In your article, this analysis that I mentioned in the beginning, you point out that restoring stability to the economy, it could help businesses better understand their true earnings potential. Now, explain how resolving the electricity crisis might lead to increased investor confidence and potentially attract more private sector investment. And I guess one of the obvious benefits to business is that they won't need to fork out large amounts of money for alternative energy supplies, these kind of batteries and solar Mm. systems that you've just been talking about. Yes. I mean, um, investor confidence has been on a downward trend. And um, we've seen even foreign investors in the stock market pull out their money. You know, liquidity is very, very thin. Um, and this is all on the back of the instability that has been caused by low shedding. I mean, the, the country has so much potential. And we know that aside from the inflationary environment that we've seen, low shedding and to a large extent, the political environment of our economy are literally the main two causes uh, of concern for the private uh, sector and the private investors. You know, inflation is gone or is um, abating. So we now have to deal with load shedding and um, the political landscape. And I mean, we know that South African businesses are functional and are able to produce growth, but they cannot do this effectively if management teams have to now become energy experts and split their focus into um, managing a load sharing schedule uh, and spend i mean like these guys are literally spending so much of the um, cash flow on installing backup systems and so instead of pursuing business growth initiatives that 
can eventually add value to the economy and create an environment for investors to come to SA and plow in their own seeds. I think it is obvious how load sharing can solve well the reduction of load sharing can immediately unlock all of management's time, unlock capital into the economy. So I think we don't have to look very far. We just like have to look at the businesses that are focusing on just putting up uh, solar, you know. And as you said, they are spending a lot of capital in footing huge bills to come up with sustainable energy solutions. I think the solution of allowing um, an equitable free market trade in terms of electricity trading and electricity trading platform will enable the country to move forward from this. And no one needs to uh, put up their own systems. They can literally buy from, from, from whoever has excess energy. It's an interesting prospect. You also point out in the article the importance of the 2024 election. A government wants to show mm. the electorate that it is on top of the situation. And, of course, everybody is sick of load shedding. So how big a factor is this election coming up next year in resolving this energy crisis? Yeah, so perfect. That's an interesting question. Um, so I think that we can all agree that the public view is that uh, the ANC is responsible for the mess that we're in. And literally because everyone is directly impacted by load shedding, voters are getting tired of the delivery and accountability from the leading party. And that's why the president has literally gone out and created the Ministry of electricity so that you can focus a great amount of attention on this problem prior to the elections. And so I do think that definitely the position of the NC does hang on the balance here. If load shedding is um, abated or eradicated by the time the elections come through, I certainly think that the NC has a higher chance of um, maintaining their, their position. Finally, when do you think load shedding will be a thing of the past? Just remember my caveat, <laughs> uh, but I do think that um, 18 months from now, we'll certainly see much, much lower power cuts. So I would say that the end of 2024 will potentially come with the end of load shedding. But I think uh, just to be safe, I think 18 months is uh, the time that we're looking at, given that uh, we have a couple of units that are coming back online this year. And... Um, two more units that are coming back online next year, which I, if we just look at the numbers, um, we think those are more than enough to keep us as, at literally no load shedding or stage one to two in the worst case. We're going to leave it there. That was Peregrine Investment Analyst Nati Msimango. Thanks very much, Nati. Thank you so much for having me, Karen.